Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm speaking with New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, about her new book, Whole Brain Living. During these times of increased social and economic distress, many of us are suffering from anxiety and fear that feeds so much suffering. Creating our new normal is all about identifying what is possible. And when we understand who we are, we're empowered to make better choices. Today, Dr. Jill is going to talk about her new book, but also sharing conversation about so many of the wonderful ways that we can move forward with choice. Her memoir, My Stroke of Insight, documenting her experience with stroke in 1996, causing her to lose the ability to walk, talk, read, write, or recall any of her life, and her eight-year recovery, spent 63 weeks on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list, and is still routinely the number one book in the category Stroke in the Amazon Marketplace. Jill focuses on how we can activate the power of our neuroplasticity to not only recover from neurological trauma, but purposely choose to live a more flexible, resilient, and satisfying life. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, Dr. Jill. Dan, I am so happy to be with you today. Thank you. I am so happy to be with you today, and thanks for the short conversation before our interview. I appreciate your time so much. And I just want to dive right in. Let's let's talk about what is whole brain living and the anatomy of choice. We have this beautiful brain inside of our heads. And, you know, there's this myth that's been going around for over 100 years that we only use 10% of our brain. And that's simply a myth. Every cell that is alive inside of your head is alive and interconnected with other cells. And they're very social creatures. We have this fantastic collection of neurons and trying to understand how they organize information. Who are we? What are these voices inside of our head? What is the difference between our emotional systems and our thinking systems? And whole brain living is grasping, gathering a a clear understanding about who's who inside of me and how how do I have the power to choose moment by moment which of those groups of cells I want to activate in any moment of time and be able to live the life I want to live. I love that so much. You teach us about the four characteristics that drive our life. I'd like to know how we can get acquainted with them and how they give us the power to choose living our best life, especially when we suffer day-to-day with anxiety and with post-traumatic stress and and all of the things that we believe, what we believe, what our mind tells us, right? Don't always believe what you think. Absolutely. So when, and that's the key is that we have that we take our brain divided into two hemispheres. These two hemispheres are completely separate in that they do not share any cell bodies. And they do have the corpus callosum, which is a highway for information transfer between the two hemispheres so that the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere know what's going on in the other hemisphere, but they process information in completely opposite ways. And when we think about that right hemisphere, Uh, We tend to think that the right hemisphere is our emotional brain, and that's simply not true. 
we have emotional tissue in the right hemisphere and in the left hemisphere. We have two amygdala, we have two hippocampi, we have two anterior cingulate gyrus, which are, so our, our emotional system is bilateral. Our thinking tissue, our neocortex, our higher executive function are also evenly divided between the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere, which means we have two emotional groups of cells, modules of cells, call them little brains, call them modules of cells, call them character profiles, because each of those groups of cells result in a skill set and skill sets get clumped together. And we tend to have a certain kind of specific personality related to those skill sets. So, so say for example, the right brain, the right brain is a right here, right now machine. It is all about processing information streaming in through our sensory systems. If, if you're listening to my voice, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What's in the background? How does it feel to have this, the clothing on your body? Uh, what is the humidity in the air, the experience of the present moment versus the left brain, which is all about focused on me, the individual? So the left brain is bringing that same information in about the present moment, but it's running it through a tiny little filter called Jill Bolte-Taylor. And so everything about the present moment gets shifted away from the present moment through a filter called me, the individual. So the left brain organizes all of its information, both emotional and thinking, based around me, the individual, and the left brain runs linearly so that it brings in a past and a future. We have these two very different machines that process information in completely different ways, and we have the power to choose and to pick which of those four characters, the left thinking, the left emotion, the right emotion, and the right thinking groups of cells or those personality profiles. That's fascinating. If I'm in a space of feeling incredibly anxious about health, I have health anxiety, all I need to do is just hear something on the news or think about something happening for a second or being in the midst of a pandemic, then how can I play better with the four characters that drive my life so that I don't fall down that health anxiety rabbit hole. Exactly. So as you think about health, health is my body, my health. The left brain, since that's all about me, the individual, me, Jill Bolte-Taylor, then I step out of the consciousness of the present moment flow. And as soon as I step into a past experience and a future fear of the unknown, then that's all about me and my mortality or me and my wellness. So the anxiety that we feel about the pandemic or the anxiety of information coming in is generally in relationship to me and my mortality or me and my health and wellness, me, the individual. So I, I look at this brain, I, I take a model of a brain, I open it up, and I say, the thinking character one, the rational part of our left thinking brain, 
is the portion of our brain that defines me, the individual, as an individual. And it is organized. It's all about my relationship with the external world. How do I organize my life, my world in relationship to the external world? Well, the external world, moment by moment, is a a field of chaos, billions of bits of data fluttering here and there and all over the place at any moment. And so our left thinking tissue, that character one says, well, I can't function in that. I need to be able to control it and have some boundaries so that I can actually create order in my world so that I don't feel constantly in my anxiety because I don't feel safe. So the the left thinking character one tissue is all about creating order and defining the boundaries. So it defines the boundaries of me with actually a holographic image of me in that tissue. So I know where I begin and where I end, which is separate from all the energy around me. But if I don't have that tiny group of cells defining the boundaries of where I begin and end, then I don't have a perception of me, the individual. So we have to have that tiny little group of cells in order for my ego to exist. And then that left character one is going to define what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad. And it thinks hierarchically so that it knows on that scale of every scale there possibly is, where do I exist on that scale compared to other people so that I know my position in that societal norm. So the left brain thinking character one is creating the order and the character two is going to be the emotional tissue of me, the individual. So uh, all of my pain from the past and all of my fear of the future is going to be that character too. And so as I bring in new information about the pandemic and about this virus and about this and that and the other and politics and this and that and schools and whatever, that anxiety gets alarm, alarm, alert, alert in order to save my life. But it is in that tissue of that character too, which is feeling that anxiety, fear, and pain. Wow. It is a big wow. (laughs) It is a big wow. Because just think about it. What you know, what anxiety feels like inside of your body. It feels horrible, right? What's it feel like inside of your body? Describe it to me. When I have any anxiety, if I feel out of control, I feel very much like I want to go and retreat to the island of my bed or distract myself or do anything I possibly can not to be in a a cycle of fear about what may or may not be happening that I might be anxious about. Most of our listeners reach out to us because of health anxiety, because they are certain something's wrong, that a rapid heartbeat or feeling like they can't swallow or, you know, all of these different things. And then they start to hyper-focus on that and it makes it worse and worse and worse. Exactly. So as you're describing those physiological symptoms, how does it help or, or how does it influence your thinking to know that when you're experiencing an anxiety attack, any kind of anxiety, any kind of fear, any kind of joy, any kind of thought, any kind of anything, 
is a group of cells inside of your brain that are running rampantly on automatic. Does that influence your thinking about this in any way, uh, in a positive way, in knowing that you can actually observe the circuits inside of your brain that you are experiencing and then realize that you have the ability to stop those automatic reflexes by realizing that that is circuitry inside of your brain and that from the moment that circuit is stimulated to the moment that is completely out of your bloodstream takes less than 90 seconds. How does that influence your relationship then with the feeling of anxiety? Well, it puts you back in the driver's seat. It helps you understand that that you don't have to live that way if you can be mindful and realize that it is an automatic pilot and it is in a space of air quotes, protecting you, <laughs> um, even when, when you feel like you're not protected at all. Exactly. And as you describe the kinds of things, the heart fluttering, the, the desire to escape, go into the bed, pull the, the blanket off, close out the stimulation, but you can take all that circuitry right into the bed underneath the sheets with you. Right. I mean, you just so so to know simply to know, I call this the 90 second rule. And from the moment you think a thought and the thought is, I don't I'm not safe. Something has triggered me. I don't feel safe. So the thought stimulates the emotional circuit feeling. I don't feel safe. Alarm, alarm, alert, alert. My sympathetic uh, nervous system gets triggered off. It is designed to save my life even though in this moment, it feels like I'm going to die because um, I'm terrified. Um, But from the moment I think the thought, it stimulates and triggers that circuit. The circuit runs on automatic. It runs its loop for 90 seconds. And then after that 90 seconds, my bloodstream is, is clear. I do have the ability then to go back and rethink the thoughts, but thoughts, thoughts and emotions don't exist outside of our our framework, the me, the individual. So if, if this is a physiological phenomenon, and when you know and you can identify this little character too that we hook into for the anxiety, we know this character. We know what this character, uh, how it walks, what its voice sounds like, how it communicates with others, how it lives, how it chooses, uh, what it likes to eat. Uh, this is our addiction behavior as well, our addictive tissue, because it's part of that brain structure called the insular cortex right there in that character two profile. So this is all of our pain from the past. And this, this is actually a beautiful character inside of ourselves, because when we can manage this part of ourselves, when we can train ourselves how to self-soothe ourselves using other parts of our brain, then we can truly own our power as individuals and take complete cognitive and emotional accountability for ourselves and build the kind of world that we want to live in, in our own mind. Well, that sounds delightful. And you've created a a 90-second reset for people that is a a free video that's available at your website at drjilltaylor.com. So it's called 
the 90-second reset. And it, it's remarkable. It, uh, I actually uh, bring a brain out and, and we get to look at the different parts of the brain. So, so if I'm caught up in my, my character too, in my pain, we all know what our pain feels like, right? And most of us can relate to that character one profile, which is the part of us that goes to work, right? For me, right. my character one puts earrings in, uh, she puts on her glasses, she brushes her hair, she puts on the right shirt, she goes to the office or wherever it is that, that she goes to work. Uh, she has this tone of my voice. I don't always sound like this. And, and so I get to know that character one profile, who is Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, and she goes to work, and that's my character one. So most of, of, of your listeners, they know their character one, the part that goes to work. They probably know their pain because they're deal managing their anxiety and their fear. That's character two. And then character three and four are in the right brain. And the right brain, again, it's right here, right now, and it is character three. It's not about me anymore. The ego, Jill Bolte-Taylor, she's in the left hemisphere. So what is life like when I'm not in my ego? Well, my life when I'm not in my ego is a lot of fun because it's in the present moment. It's right here, right now. It's exciting. It's interesting. I'm curious. I'm innovative because I'm not managing the right, wrong, good, bad of that left hemisphere. And it's very experiential. It, 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 the feeling, the emotional part, what does it feel like to be when I dive into the water, when I dive into the lake, to feel the pressure of the water against my face, to feel the temperature against my flesh, to be in the lake and in the water, and to feel as expansive as that water. That's that character three profile, which is generally playful. And, it, and, it, and because it's not about just me, the individual, I want to play with you. So let's go do an adventure. Let's Let's go uh, play and look at the geology and, 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 you know, explore what's going on in this area together. So that's our, our part of ourselves that, as they say, gets lost in, in the flow of time when we're doing something creative that we absolutely love. And boy, the day just went by. Oh, and yeah. And it's so beautiful because there's so much spaciousness around all of it. Yes, and, and it's grounding, because, and you're in awe, and you're just exactly you know it's because, amazing because it's not about me, the individual. Yeah, I get out of me, I get out of my fear, I get out of my thoughts. Those are great. I I couldn't be a functional human being without that. But when it's playtime, honey, we want to let that go, right? Yeah. Exactly. We do. we do. So it is. You step into the open, expansive nature of the experience. And then that character four is that incredible, deep sense of gratitude that regardless of what crazy thoughts my left brain may be creating, or, or, or I can't imagine why I'm being fired from my job because I can't see into the future and I don't know what, what is coming. And so I hook into the fear of the future with that left brain, or I step into the consciousness of my right brain and I say, you know... The universe is an energy ball, and I am a ball of energy inside of that energy ball, as big as the energy ball. Right so on. 
it doesn't matter if, if where you live and where I live, our energy balls are all the same energy ball. It's the consciousness of the universe. And that energy exists inside of every cell of our body. And we can connect to that consciousness through that, that right thinking character for tissue which is filled with incredible sense of gratitude that I exist at all. And it doesn't matter if I can walk and talk or read or write. I'm alive. And, and even if I were a, an amoeba, then, and that's essentially what I became after that stroke where I couldn't walk, talk, read, write, or recall any of my life, all my left brain functions. But what I gained was this incredible sense of, how I am connected to all that is and what a, a miraculous wonder it is that any of us exists at all. No doubt. You say that we have the power to choose who and how we want to be in the world each and every moment, regardless of what external circumstances we find ourselves in. Speak about that, please. Well, if we know what our choices are, we have to know what our choices are, right? I can't come to you and I, can, I can't, can't say to you, could you have made a better choice? And you say to me, well, Jill, don't you think I'd have made a better choice if I could have thought of one? And it was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So what are our choices? And our choices, moment by moment, if your listeners listen to the conversation going on inside of their brain for really just an hour, they will probably hear the voices of at least three of those four characters. That's because character one is busy. It's going to judge right, wrong, good, and bad. It's all about the judgment. Character two is our anxiety and our fear. Character three is going to be right here, right now. Oh, the phone's ringing. Mom, my, my brain pings into the present moment. I pick up the phone. I say without any judgment about who's there, hello. Characters three and four don't have the same verbal language that characters one and two have. So most of the ongoing conversation that we can actually hear inside of our head is character one, creating order, is character two, our fear and anxiety, which also communicates physiologically through our body. But character three, let's say I'm going to make a bad decision and my gut is going, Hmm, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel like a truth. That doesn't feel right. That's how character three is going to communicate with us. And character four is, is like the blue sky in the background of all these other communications happening, regardless of what they're saying as, as thunderstorms. So when you know your four characters, Whole brain living, the anatomy of choice, and the anatomy of choice is these two emotional systems that are very different, right and left, and these two thinking brains, very different from one another, right and left, uh, the anatomy of choice and the four characters that drive our life. So when we know these four characters and we get to know these parts of ourselves very well, then we have the power to choose moment by moment. So right now I'm choosing to be my character one in order to share and educate and communicate about a structure. But, you know, um, you can't see me and um, there are turtles out there and my little character three just wants to go give some food to the, to the turtles because I saved it from my breakfast so that I could like <laughs> play with them and, and you know, but, and then they might disappear. So in this moment, I'm making a choice. Do I go do that? Do I allow myself to be distracted 
by the power of that character three that wants to go play and explore and be on an adventure? Or does my character one give me that stink eye and and looking at me going, Jill, you got to stay on the podcast. Right. You made a commitment, Jill. (laughs) I made a commitment. That's exactly right. And then where is character four in that? Character four is just in the bliss of the, the, you know, the experience of being. Yeah. Character four is not attached at all to what my choice is, what choice I make, because character four is going to kind of simmer in the euphoria that I exist at all. And it would prefer that I engage in behaviors that are going to prolong my experience of, of life. But, you know, even, you know, it's going to be the character four that is that consciousness, which we, we, we don't tend to spend a whole lot of time in when we're alive because we're so distracted by all these other parts of our brain. But the consciousness of me, the life, is always existing and always supportive. I must say that at this, at this place in my life, I'm really enjoying developing character three and four. (laughs) How do you do that? Let's share that a little. How do you do that? (laughs) Well, being more in the present moment, uh, allowing myself to feed the turtles when I can, making the, the sojourn to Lake Michigan as often as possible and being in that spaciousness and being in that consciousness and, and realizing how important it is to me to be more conscious to be in that space of awe and wonder and beauty and and to understand that character one and two are there for a reason. And it's not that I'm that I'm throwing them away or kicking them to the curb, but I feel like spent a greater deal of my life in in that space in, in one and two than in three and four. And maybe that is with age, with wisdom, with with study, with understanding that in my spiritual practice and all of these other things, it's like, oh, oh goodness. Okay. What time is it? It's, it's right now. You know, it's it's right like, now. I, I'm right now. I'm right now in this moment with Dr. Jill having this great conversation. Some of it that makes so much sense to me and other parts. I'm like, I'm going to need to go back in the book and look at that. And please, please, if you're listening to this podcast, get this book, Whole Brain Living. It is phenomenal. You can get it wherever books are sold. You will learn so much about the choices you make and and how so much is on autopilot. So let's talk a little bit more about how we can plug into this power and access more peace because that's what our listeners are looking for. They want to find some peace. Well, I think you just gave the perfect example of doing exactly that because you have consciously chosen to run the deep inner peace circuitry of your character four. You have chosen in order to spend more time in the present moment, becoming more open, becoming more expansive, and allowing that part of yourself to flood into you and through you. And essentially what you're doing is you're releasing the boundaries defined by your left brain characters one and two, and allowing yourself to become more open to the present moment. And one of the beautiful things about the brain is that 
cells communicate with other cells in circuits. And circuits, the more they run, the stronger they become so that eventually they can then run on automatic as a as habitual thinking and feeling. So what you're doing and what you've been doing is you made the conscious decision to, I, I know my anxiety, I know my fear, I know what that feels like. And I know that if I go to the lake and I look out over that expansive water of Lake Michigan, then I, my whole soul seems to expand. And what you're doing is you're actually embodying your character four and your right brain consciousness. So all you're doing is exercising your power of choice. And when you know, when the more familiar you, you become with each of your four characters, then it's like in this moment, character two is not serving me. And I need to, I want to step into the consciousness of my character four. How do I do that? Well, I first have to be willing, right? Mm -hmm. And then if I'm willing, then I take myself and I go do something. I put myself, even if it's just close your eyes and sit and be soft and be, be quiet, even amidst all the noise outside of you, whatever your environment the external world does not have the power to choose which of the four characters you want to embody. Here, you here. have that power of choice. And you're, you are doing an excellent example right now about really exercising your power as an individual, as a whole brain. Oh, thank you. I'll tell you what, it is and has been such a joy to be in this space. Uh, and and. And I'd love to tell you that I've been here a long time, and but I haven't. Probably started right at the beginning of the pandemic. I decided rather than fall down uh, the the rabbit hole of of fear and all of that, that I was going to expand, and that I was going to do the things that I knew would bring me more peace and as much as I possibly could by creating this podcast in partnership with Ananga, by living in this space, this beautiful place where I live, and letting all of that in that great and crushing beauty in while still having respect for what I have to do. Well, you know, putting on my earrings and brushing my teeth and understanding that there's some parts that protect me in character too, that keep me safe. And, but to allow myself to be in the moment as much as I can and to be in awe of my life. Exactly. So when you say, how do I know what my choices are? You found that choice and you have grown and empowered that circuitry inside of your brain. So now you can access that better because you have built a structure around it that, and it's the, that practice, it's setting up a practice. How do I set myself up for success? What do I do with the time that I have and with the, all these beautiful hours in a day? Set myself up to be able to rescue myself as soon as I feel the signs of my anxiety, of my character too, being triggered and coming online. And do I focus my energy into that or do I allow myself to expand beyond that and actually consciously embody a different part of myself. 
You know, this is the power of who we are as human beings that nobody ever bothered to teach us because we didn't know. And what I love about about this, this paradigm is how well it marries our psychology and what we understand about our, our human psyche in relationship to the anatomy of our brain. You know, we all have this absolutely beautiful brain and we didn't get a, a you know, worker's manual and how right. to- <laughs> No operating manual. <laughs> you know, or I consider whole brain living, the anatomy of choice, and the four characters that drive our life to be essentially uh, that roadmap, that that owner's manual, without question, and it's just uh, it's just such a great resource, Jill. I'm grateful that you wrote it, and I'm grateful that you said yes to being on the Anxiety Slayer podcast, and for all of the gifts that you bring forward. And incredibly grateful for your healing. And yeah, you are just an amazing supernova. You know, thank you for that. And and at the same time, I truly believe we all are. And it's a matter of if someone is caught in their pain, if they're caught in their anxiety, it's real. You cannot deny it. I am not denying the reality of it. I experience anxiety attacks. I know what anxiety feels like inside of my body. But I also know that if I pay attention then, and I watch it, I observe it instead of simply engaging with that circuitry and keep thinking the thoughts that are freaking me out and keep fueling that anxiety, then I can observe it come and flush through my system and flush out of me in less than 90 seconds. So I encourage anybody who's, who experiences uh, the pain of anxiety to really read through this book. There's all kinds of resources online. Now I've done all kinds of podcasts. Listen to these podcasts. Um, get the book. The book will, at the end of every chapter of the four characters, will will walk you through a collection of questions so that you can really get to know. You have to become familiar with that part of your character. And then once you know those choices, then you have the power to choose which of those you want to embody in any moment. And you can recognize as soon as that character to panic anxiety comes online to recognize it, honor it, and step out of that circuitry. Let it flood through you and flush out of you and have a backup plan for what comes next because you don't have to stay in it for, for hours and hours. Oh, thank you so much. That was Harvard-trained brain scientist, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor. Be sure to take a look at her free video and watch the 90-second reset and get a copy of Whole Brain Living at drjilltaylor.com.